0: Another episode of I'm No Expert, a craft beer podcast. I'm Chris Auden and, and Every week, pick a theme, have some people in the studio, and we drink beer. This week, Grant and Drew have returned. Hello, guys. That was your... That was your. That was your that was our cue to come in. Yeah, so yeah. I was Do waiting I need to point it? at you? No, no like, I was waiting for Drew to break into song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um... If you're listening to this, hopefully Chris is going to have some excellent bonus con- Actually, he probably should not do you it. Can't, I can't wrap. Don't rap. spoil. Oh, shit. Okay. This, um, this is like telling the kids what they're getting for Christmas. Right. Yeah. Uh, Drew, no. Okay. You're so are an idiot. Um, we're we're so here. Our theme this week is summer seasonal beers because at least in Indiana it feels like summer. I think it was like... To, no, today it feels like summer, which means tomorrow we will be snowing. <laughs> I <have> the, <laughs> I true. The, I have the back sweat to prove it. Me too. You're the back sweat. I think right now it's like low 80s (laughs) low to mid 80s today so it's like really really hot out um so we're gonna drink a few beers that are maybe a little on the lighter side hopefully maybe a little bit more interesting uh we're starting out with something called watermelon wheat by horny goat brewing company this is an american pale wheat ale at 5.6 abv and it's brewed with watermelon juice all I know is the the can art is fantastic. It, it looks like high C. It's high C. Or, or, like, this uh, is the color scheme is high Capri Sun. Capri Sun and high C had a baby, and they put goats on the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be interesting. I mean, they're they're having a really fun time. Yeah, on the, on the outside if of the can, Kool Aid. We're gonna make beer. This it is what it would look like. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just I'm waiting for the giant like Kool Aid man to Kool Aid man the wall. to burst through the wall. Oh yeah, copyrighted. Cut it out! Just cut it out! <laughs> what? Free advertising, trademarked, oh, think, totally right. Oh yes. beep! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh yeah! It's beer time! It's beer time! Oh dear! Miller time! The, the Kool Aid Man says the Miller time. He's just instead of like red Kool Aid, he's just filled a up can with, of Miller. No, Miller just a can of Miller. That bursts of the wall. <laughs> it's Miller time. Ah, <laughs> uh, we should so start a Beer ad agency that would do. Did they well. make those just like dedicated beer ad agency. Oh, you no, know what? We no. could be the first. No, Chris, they're 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 it's a, just an ad agency, but they have specific markets. Usually, you know, the beer guys also do it for like the porn industry and the bad clickbait ads you see on the internet. Same guys. Okay, so could we do like the beer mm-hmm. industry and like kids soft drinks I and mean, cigarettes? In this case, <laughs> in this case, absolutely. We could literally just just take the exact same ad for. High C Capri or Capri Sun, and, and, and just and put watermelon wheat yeah, beer on it. Just, yeah, there you go. So it's just like a bunch of like kids having fun, and then all of a sudden at the very end, instead of like Capri Sun, it's watermelon <laughs> wheat beer. No, no, wheat. the shot, the shot just pans both their dads slamming a watermelon <laughs> yes. wheat beer. No, it's it's like kids having fun in the back, like in the uh, backyard. Little slip and slide, and then right. it pans to the fathers that are like in like the lawn chair, and they like, cheers a little watermelon weed ale. No, nope, no, what happens is the, it, the last kid to go on the slip and slide like slips and breaks something, and the dad just goes, damn it, and slams one before he drives to get the ER. Wow, that's really bad. <laughs> Drink responsibly. It does say that on the back there. Drink responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try this. Um, Doesn't smell very watermelony. Oh my god! It tastes like a Jolly Rancher. A little bit, yeah, yeah. It tastes like watermelon Jolly Rancher. Okay, do you remember in college when you I guys used to take <laughs> tons of Jolly Ranchers and put them in a vodka bottle? No, no it used to be Skittles. 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 Oh, Get it Skittles. Right. Sorry, it's kind of like that. It's like someone took Jolly Ranchers and, and put it, in, it, it a in a beer for like an like a day, a day or so, yeah. and then we're not drinking it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. Um, it's got like a watermelon aftertaste. Yep But I don't know what it Maybe it's like the acidity But it just tastes like Not real watermelon No it tastes like Jolly Rancher Jolly Rancher Which is like Not real watermelon taste It's like like the bananas from Runts Oh yeah Or the banana Laffy Taffies Yeah 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 Drew, yeah. what do you think? watermelon yeah. jolly rancher had some excess like whatever the stuff that they use to make that and sugar this, like this beer company was like hmm, <laughs> we'll just put some of this in our next batch actually chris sugar is a natural product and what makes watermelon jolly rancher taste like that is not a natural product. it's not that sugary though like it's got that no. taste to it like i've had beers though before where they do really like interesting flavors where it's almost sickeningly sugary mm-hmm. and like mcdonald's sweet tea sure it's not beer, but sure. No, it's particularly sweet. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't, don't like a drink. Straw, yeah. You drink the spoon. Well, you don't, you don't believe in sugar in any sort of tea, so. No, I don't. I don't believe in sugar at He's all. He's a Yankee, apparently. Yankee. Because I drink unsweetened tea. Got it. Okay. Northern, southern thing. It's a British thing, I believe. No, iced tea is very American. Yeah. We're tea talking iced general. tea. No, ice No, we're tea. talking iced tea. Iced tea is American. So, that, like, literally, we, we took tea... And put ice in it, and we're right, like, but then, we're pioneers. Yeah, yeah we did, because yeah. we had ice, and they didn't. I think it's just a timing thing, right? What? A timing thing? Like, you couldn't really have ice up until a certain point in time where you could actually legitimately like keep it cold. Yeah, like every right. winter. Yeah. But, I mean, really, iced tea is more of, like, Somewhere a southern, like, sitting on a porch of your plantation. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, no, Absolutely. Yep, <laughs> just like that. On to the next topic. Yeah, this goes somewhere now. <laughs> somewhere <As> in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, this is that's fine. That's why I get out of the show. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's fine. I mean, what do you get? I mean, legitimately, I hate the spirit. Taste. You don't like it, it at all. Like, no. Uh, it's not. Honestly, it's not that bad. I can't do it. You will have to finish that glass before you can have your next beer. By oh, the way. Oh God! Yeah, no, the rule. It's, it's it's interesting. It really is. Um, it's it's light. It's summery. Um, I don't think I would sit around and drink this all afternoon. No. Um, but you know, I'd I'd slam one of these and you know take, take kids my kids to the yard. ER. <laughs> 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 Damn it, Billy, not again! Slams your drink, drives him to the yard ER grudgingly. Um, <laughs> it's Billy screaming in the backseat. <laughs> it's. I, it's fine. I mean, they have some, like, blurb on the back that's like, Watermelon wheat is unbelievably refreshing and great-tasting summer brew. The backbone of this beer is heavy on the wheat with just a touch of Vienna malt for complexity, See, while German hops balance the fruit perfectly. I think well, they available. put a hint of... Wa- I think they really did try to make it taste like watermelon, but for some reason, I think the, like, the wheat taste is kind of, it it throws it, yeah. right? So sometimes you get... Even if you don't intend to, I feel like sometimes wheats end up kind of having like a little bit of like that orangey flavor to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like kind of like, think almost blue moon, but not quite like in your face. But like it's that. not like a, it's not like an orange juice. It's like the zest of an orange. Yes, so yeah, I think the zesty like that sort of characteristic kind of maybe warps it slightly to taste more. I don't know, like less like a watermelon, more like a citrus jolly fruit. rancher. Yeah, citrus fruit. Because watermelon is like one of those fruits that don't really go well with anything. A lot of other stuff. Well, and, and watermelon's actually really subtle taste. I mean, since it's, it's mostly it's water. mostly water, it doesn't right. take a whole lot of like watermelon taste. Actually, it's almost entirely water and sugar. Yeah, yeah. And there's like point oh 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 one of the other ingredients. Right. So yeah, they kind of just added some sugar to a beer, and some sour jolly rancher watermelon flavoring. What if they actually like just like got what if, if from a, Jolly, if Jolly just, Rancher and melted them down and just poured it? I'd be shocked. What if we shook the like can and there was like a little like rattle in the bottom instead oh my God, of like it uh, was a Jolly Rancher? Yeah, it was just, like, <laughs> like, of a widget. It was Jolly yeah, Rancher. Yeah, Or or like a Jolly Rancher inside of like a little like like widget ball. Oh dear, that'd be awesome. Again, see, folks, we give great business ideas on this show. Someone needs to do that. You can, you could start. You could be the first person to create a, a Jolly Rancher, a Jolly, widget Jolly Rancher or widget, widget beer. It's all that is as good of an idea as beer additives to make your shitty beer taste better. What are beer additives? So you know that, like Mio and those like water oh. additive things. So there's a company. No way. No. You, you, you're joking. This is, this, is, this is a joke. No. Uh, is this real life? Let's see if I can quickly search for this. Um, mm, mm, you and I are so restrained today. We're not working on our like, best behavior. <laughs> yep. Uh, Drew, <laughs> b- very best. Let I me. Mean, I'll look for this on, during the break. But there's a. It's basically like a meal bottle. a meal bottle that you put into. Your let's beer. say you go to a, a, a bar and, and they Coors give Light. you yeah, and you put it into Coors Light and it's supposed to add like hop character or like oh a maltiness or God, something similar awesome. to. Like, oh, we, here's the other thing you should do. You should have so. Like tea, it comes in like a like a, like one of those like little uh like tea bags or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the pre made ones you get at the store, like not the loose leaves. You need to start selling those that have hops in them. So like you could go to the bar and like put it in your beer and, and that's like not dunk how that it works. No, you can't you can't do it like that. <laughs> no. No, Drew, you try it <laughs> into a fine powder and mix it in. Just the straight hops. I mean that got, would, that's have, not how it works either. I have a question. Guys, if they have powdered alcohol now. Could we do powdered craft beer where you could just Add or water. a little like yeah, like and have a little CO two just like pshh. yeah, yeah, like at, at home. And, and guess how instant, what? instant beer at home. Yep. But instead and of Drew, like having to ferment, Drew, guess it. what it's going to taste like? <laughs> Awful. Just like those soda machines taste like, where they're like takes taste just like Coke, and then you're like, actually, mm. my soda stream wasn't that bad. I actually enjoyed that. It's because you're a glutton for pain. Actually, and I, I actually didn't use any of the flavors. I literally just wanted soda water because it's bitter, and I like bitter things. I still have that in a box somewhere. I think it's my storage unit soda stream yep okay <laughs> i'll look for this this beer additive thing on the break grant's gonna finish the rest of his beer because if he I'm doesn't doing better than drew and he, i want to hear about it because this beer is not very good yeah but i'm actually gonna enjoy this and you're not so it's more fun to watch you hate yourself that's true all right we are gonna take a quick break and be right back Welcome back to I'm No Experts. Grant and Drew are in the studio with me. Hello, guys. Welcome Hi, back, Chris. Back again. Back again. We're trying out uh, summer styles, I guess for for beer. It's more like seasonals. All three of these beers are going to be seasonal. They've just recently come out. Um, we tried a watermelon wheat by Horny Goat. Next up is Books and Brews, and I want to give a shout out to Vine and Table up in Carmel. Um, these guys are really great. If you're looking for anything really interesting, local, either international or whatever, Vine and Table is a great place to find craft beer, wine. Uh, they have a huge selection of, of liquor up there, um, scotches, whiskeys, bourbons. An amazing place to go. So go check them out, Vine and Table. This is Books and Brews. This is a local brewery here in Indianapolis. They are doing a collaboration with Vine and Table called the Merchants of V&T, We've had Volume 1, Volume 2 on the show before. This is Volume 3. This is an Imperial Shandy Ale with pineapple juice. It's got an ABV of 8.3 and an IBU of 58. Do I detect a trend? What? What trend? We had one beer this our second. Fruitiness, <laughs> a fruitiness. A little bit. Volume 1, Volume 2, Volume 3. Confirmed. I have, I have reports that Volume 4 is locked down. For this series, but after that, who knows? Maybe they'll have a movie deal at that point. There you go. I'm going to start drinking. It's going to be like the Harry Potter series. It'll take, you know, three years for them to work out the script and then
1: right off the the screen The screenplay, and then
0: they'll figure it out. I mean, I really like this series. It's kind of fun. Um, What we've had in the past. Go back to noexpertshow.com to find out all the previous episodes of Vine and Table. We've had them on, like, random episodes, but... If you're locally here in Indianapolis, go check it out. It's only I believe it's only available either at Books and Brews and Vine and Table. So those two places are the only place you can get it. I think I've been, been in Books and Brews before. It's interesting yes. in there. It's a cool little odd place. <laughs> they have books and ironically enough they have beer. They do. So, and a trivia true night to the name. and a board game night. I've never Allegedly heard of the board game. night. Board? Yeah, yeah, That's night. interesting. I, I think it's unofficial, like D twenty board game night, or you like bring just whatever you want. Yeah, just whatever oh, okay. you want. Okay, interesting. So you can play like Catan, or if you want to play D anD D. You don't want to be anywhere or... near the Monopoly table. I just I know that for sure. Like the number of fist fights that have probably propagated out of a Monopoly game is just. Here, here's some. Have you ever played Riskopoly? Oh, the sounds like sounds like the worst it amalgamation is. of a game is. that you so, ever possibly so you come have up with. So you have you have a Risk board and you have a Monopoly board. Oh, no. right? oh my god! So <laughs> here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. What happens is that you play a normal game of Risk, and so you can either choose to attack the country based on military power or by economic standings, which is what your Monopoly board says. Right. So what? <laughs> but here's here's what's even more horrible. You play. A full game of Monopoly to determine who wins that. Standings. Yes. Oh, no. So you have to be really fast at Monopoly to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Access and Allies was long. This takes weeks. Ironically, Monopoly is really fast if you only have two people at the table, I found out. <laughs> it is. It, it can be. I mean, you are, can get are, you, are you familiar with a card game called War? I am. It's kind of like Risk for two people. No, it's a Monopoly, not Risk. I'm talking about Risk. All right. All right. Let's, all right, let's, let's try this. this beer. I've already had this beer. What, what do you, do you think Jordan? so far? What's yeah, your I'm first? Mind. What's your first uh, initial impressions? So the first taste you get of it's really good. It's the aftertaste I'm not a fan of. Other than that, it's good. Is that it? Grant doesn't like it. No, <laughs> no. I didn't say that. I said I like the initial taste. Like the beer is good. It's the aftertaste. It's a little like. I'm going to completely disagree with you. Actually, you, you, I, you hate to be in taste. You like the end. What? No, like, the the beginning's okay, but I I actually—I like—so sometimes um, a lot of beers can kind of have what I'll call, like, a very, like, short flavor profile. So, Mm -hmm. like, when you drink them, you kind of get, like, the the start notes and the end notes are very, like, close to each other. So it's kind of hard to sometimes infer, um, you know, like, the bits in between. But this actually, like, kind of changes— character like over like three or four seconds it's actually three stages yeah there's like a start a middle and an end Mm -hmm. and i kind of i don't know like it's it's kind of like a roller coaster ride a little bit Mm -hmm. like it starts out a little bit sweet and mellow yeah like almost like a little bit citrusy it kind of it kind of has um like a certain i don't know there's almost like a fizziness to it in in the middle like there's there's it kind of like peaks in flavor and then the the end is kind of it's It's very it's it's very like hoppy yeah but it, it lingers for a little while. So, like, the end actually kind of sticks with you for a moment. See, I, I, I think I it's interesting. Like That's my thing. I, I'm not yeah. a huge fan of, like, high hops. So the first bit is definitely the pineapple. You taste the pineapple sweetness on the tip of your tongue right away. And then it goes into the, the lemon shandy, which I think is very tasty for a summer beer. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like that mix with, the like, the sour bitter of a hops. I'm trying to, like, different, to the like, the sour bitter of hops versus, like, lemon. Right? Okay. Um, you, you use the words that you know. I'm thinking of right. Okay, so here's what I want you to do: take take the what you have left in your jar and just do this, like really, really agitate it. Like okay. get like like more. Grant, like is, I really, don't really spill on your table. Just out of curiosity, is this is this a, this isn't a sour? Is it no, no, the no shandy? Okay, interesting. So it's an imperial shandy. I want you to like really get a foam going and this smell. Yep. This has, like, a really interesting nose. Yeah. Because you get a lot of, like, hop character of the nose. I know. But you also get, like, a maltiness with the nose a little bit as well. And that, like, that bitterness is, is coming through with the actually nose. It's actually one, like one of the earthy. more interesting beers, I would say, that at least as, as far as you and I have been on the show that we've had, just in terms of, like, total characteristics. And the, I'll give the you The smell, that. the taste, the whole nine. It's very interesting. Yeah. So I have some inside baseball. Because I kind of know he nice. kind of Inside like he, he he like walked me through, um, what what they did to like make this beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, Roger, you guys. <laughs> Imperial Shandy. Obviously, there's a lot of hop character with this. There's a lot of bitterness. 58 IBU. So you're kind of in the mid scale, which you get there, but then you get that like citrus acidity with the lemon, and what they did is they cut it with a pineapple, so. I don't really get a whole ton of like pineapple flavor. It's not out very of it. pervasive, no. no. But I do get like that sense that there's that shandy aspect, but it's been kind of like cut with something a little bit sweeter. And but I can't particularly like my particular palate can't put my finger on that 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 would be pineapple. Like if I would mm-hmm. drink this blind, I'd be like, "Oh, there's not any pineapple in there." But we know. I would say that the only like the I think the only way that you'd actually maybe detect that there's kind of that pineapple flavor is actually in the end, because like if you've ever if you've ever had pineapple, there's kind of like that that sugary taste kind of like like stays in like the back of your mouth for right. a little while, and you get that like slight pineappley hint of taste at the Almost end, like, like a heat. Yeah, the, the shandy taste kind of overpowers it too much, whereas I think you kind of have to wait to the end to really kind of detect that. Yeah. If, if you if you could. I, I would say that I agree with you. If you didn't know that this had pineapple in it, you probably wouldn't be able to No, you'd say it's, a, it's like a sweet shandy. Mm, no. Sorry, I, I, I would definitely I, not. I get the sweetness at the beginning. See, what I think what's interesting about this is that because it's an imperial shandy and not a shandy that you're thinking of, mm-hmm. it's... A a little bit more interesting because they added the pineapple juice to kind of like cut everything. Because I think if it you just took like an imperial shandy with what with the the hops and the and the malt and the mash that they did in this beer, and then didn't cut it with anything, it would be a little overwhelming because you'd have crazy bitterness hops, and then all of a sudden you'd be like sour, really sour lemony flavor Mm -hmm. citrusy flavor that happens with it where this is it seems to like mellow out and kind of hit back and forth and it's really balanced but also you know every other sip is like okay you kind of get something out of this something out of that i talked before i I always say like some beers are so dense where it's hard to understand which particular flavors are in them but this is really kind of like light and, like, open, and you can really kind of, you know, get your nose in it, and it really kind of brings out everything, mm-hmm. and you can really, it's really good. I think yeah. out of all three of Books and Brews, like, volumes that I've had, probably one of my favorites. Yeah. The lightest out of all three. I mean, I, I guess, you know, according to the show, I'm no expert, but I, I feel like any time you have, whether, like, it's anything Imperial, really, like, whether it's, like, an Imperial IPA, like, um, like this, it, it just... It adds a certain complexity to the beer that I am I really like. Yeah. Um, I, I've found that – I'm a big fan of IPAs, as, was, as I've said on the show before. But um, for some reason, like anytime you've got like an Imperial, uh, either an IPA or, or like this is, for some reason, like it just – it adds to the complexity of the beer a little bit. I, I just generally find Imperials to be very interesting beers. Even yeah. if they're not something that I like, they're still interesting. They're still – a kind of a depth to them, yeah, and, it, and and it's just based on like the combination of hops you get with with a lot of imperials that create that kind of like, and it's based and specifically on your palate too, right? I mean, Grant hates this. No, that, I hate the finish. <laughs> the, other thing, the first two states, like like the the sweet the is the interesting. I really like the way they have done the lemon because it's not overbearing, but the hops finish. I'm just not a fan of hops. But I mean, it's, it's interesting though because I'm getting the hops at the at the start you know, at of the, the very taste bit, at the end. Which is that's weird the tale for me. Like I get, I get that like that hop character right. On I the don't tip think of you my like tongue. the su- I don't think you like the sourness of it. I think that's what you're. No, you're, no, you're no. getting like that sourness. So, no, so at there's the end. there's for me it's the sweetness, right? Mm-hmm. And I get that, and then I get the lemon flavor, the high citrusy notes. Yeah, and then I get that that hop beer hoppy IPA note at the very end that lingers. Hmm. I mean, it, and that's kind of like just a merit to everyone's palates and how like really screwed up each individual palate can be and, and how complex this beer is because it is yeah. uh, out of all the beers i've had in the show this is the most multifaceted yeah i'll, I'll give it that for sure and it's a very it's a good drink usually like, i don't like hops but i'm happy to finish this beer i'm not complaining about like the last one this is a very tasty beer i'm very happy to finish and and it's yeah i might have good. to go pick that up that's yeah. like that's that's for certain a beer that i would go get one and, and actually like sit down and drink it yeah well yeah if i had an outdoor concert and or a uh, rascal patio, or patio, and that's what I, I mean, exactly patio is actually exactly what are looking for. Yep. Uh, and yeah. a choice of beer is like, oh, it's hot, it's nice. This <sighs> sounds good. you got this in a thirty-two ounce, you get into trouble real. Fast. Oh, oh yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It's, it's a it's a little high ABV. This yeah. is bottle ninety-two of one hundred and twenty. So if you do want it, when the Whoa. show comes out, go up to the my really table. we only made one hundred and twenty bottles of this. Wow. Uh, probably in a single barrel. Yeah. 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 So. Legit. Go up and find it, Books and Brews, uh, and as well as Vine and Table Up and Caramel. Both have these available, so go check that out. Um, all right, so we're going to take a quick break and then get our third and final beer for the summertime, and we will be right back. Welcome back to I'm No Ex-Protocraft Beer Podcast. This week, we're talking about summer seasonals, beers that would be great if you're sitting in the hot sun like it is in Indiana. It's really hot out today. Yuck. You mean yum. It's amazing outside. I mean, it is. I, granted, I would rather be in hot than cold. Yeah, last week, it was like rainy. End of March weather. Like, you mean D- Chris loved it. It was like Seattle weather. Right, 40, it was like 48. slightly rainy yeah. and like a little chilly, and I do have to wear yeah. a cardigan. Indy, <laughs> Indy pretend to be Portland for a week. It was great. I loved it. Um... <laughs> We're on our third and final beer for this evening. This beer is from Sierra Nevada, out of California. This is their Olivia series. This is their Abbey Saison, Saison slash farmhouse sale, 7% ABV. On the bottle, it says it's brewed with mandarin oranges and peppercorns. So we kind of kept a theme of like fruity additives, fruity notes in particular beers. We got a lot out of the like that uh, watermelon wheat. At the very beginning, not so much out of the V&T Volume Three. Grant is just jiggling his glass. It's just the the smell. It's, it's the the aroma I'm getting. It's very. Um, what do you get out of the out of the nose? Super high, super like sour in the nose. I haven't tasted it yet. Um, almost like um, it's funky. Yeah, it's a little funky in the nose. I'm a trying to bit. figure out what it is. What do you think, Drew? I agree with that assessment. It is it's interesting. Uh, like like almost like if I smelled this and it was yogurt, I'd say it was bad. Okay. Like it, it smells like like sour yogurt, like sour milk. Okay. So farmhouse ales, if you don't know, farmhouse ales, of course, are a little bit funkier based on like the yeast character to them. They smell like farm animals. Uh they kind of imagine if you like could like bottle up all of the air around a farm with like all of the different things floating around into a yeast? That's kind of the idea behind farmhouse sales. Yes, true. The answer is yes. So it's like Whatever farm animals thinking. and like fecal matter outdoors and hay hay and barn and allergies. and allergies and pollen and all those different things can contribute to the yeast character. What do you think, Grant? You just, you, you tasted it first. Hmm? He's jumping the gun today. He is. Just saying. He's saying you know what we haven't you know, done here the entire go. episode. Here we haven't know. cheers. You're out of this. We're, we're, we're chi- coming. There we go. Cheers, Chris. Grant, what do you think? No, Chris, you gotta give an opinion. You don't let me cheers. <laughs> God, the <I> fucking chance <laughs> here. God, stop being a little baby. No, it's um I get like a um salty uh like like that pla- flavor profile. Okay. Like um Trying to think, what else is in that line of things besides salt? Salty? Do you get? I I have thoughts in my brain, I mean, but I want to hear your thoughts I guess first. Um, I'll chime in. It's it's very earthy. I mean, farmhouse ah, farmhouse ale is uh, very fitting. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of got that earthy tone. Um, it's it's very mellow to me. It's like um, heavily salted butter. You ever had like like actually like farmhouse salted butter on bread? Sure. It was like almost like too, like, like almost too salty, but it's delicious. So you love the salt in it. Mm-hmm. That's what I get out of it. Yeah, like I the that, that light sour bitter note, but it's good. I don't like. It's not a bad thing. It's just that's what it is. Very strong, very potent. Yeah, I mean it's 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 definitely a um, it's definitely an ale, um, and it's it's got a, it's got some weight to it. It's got some heaviness to it. So I would say out of the three beers we've done today. Um, I I still think it could kind of fit into that summer category, but it's it's by far the heaviest beer we've had. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you'd have trouble a lot of times when you're talking about like summer beer, summer ale, stuff like that. They're supposed to be kind of like light, airy, something that you can you know kind of drink a couple of on a hot summer day. Um, this this is, would be tougher to do that with. This is we we've kind of done the whole spectrum like day. Like sure. a summer sure. day, that right? That makes sense. So, dinner like, beer? well, this is a the uh, the watermelon wheat is like your like mid afternoon. It's really hot. You don't want something like super like crazy interesting. It's really light and accessible for most people. It's it's five the, o'clock somewhere. No, right. No, it's in the cooler and the lake floating around. And you're on a raft and you reach in the yep. cooler and grab one of these. Yep the the VNT is your dinner beer. Got it. Because it's, it's very, very interesting, it's a little bit fancier. And this is your midnight beer. This is the, the- campfire beer? Yep. This is like in the evening. We need to do a campfire show. Yeah. That'd be great. I think I have a fire pit at my house. Do you? Not the new one, but yeah. The, the yeah. Okay, yeah. It's in the back. We like turn it into a fire pit, and then turn it into a fire pit, and then turn it into a fire pit again when we feel like it. Okay. So yeah, we can have a fire back there. Just depends on how pretty the flowers are. No, not really. It just depends on, like, if we want to fire or not. <laughs> <laughs> Gasoline will fix all flowers. Yeah, I think this is really interesting. I mean, it is it is heavier. I mean, the bottle is definitely, like, the heaviest out of... And Olivia series is usually pretty heavy in general. Um, they do some... belt. It's more of a Belgian style from Sierra Nevada. But it is... I I get, like, that mandarin orange... A little bit that I was like just acidity, acidity, opposite. Acid, acidity. I get the, the peppercorn. That's okay. what I'm tasting. That's the saltiness I'm trying to describe. Mm. Like the salty flavor, like the spice flavor. That's what I describe is is the, the, the uh peppercorn they say they brew it with. That's what I'm getting. I taste that at the end. It's very tasty and good. You get you you get the mandarin at the beginning. Yeah, um, you get a little bit of that sweet kind of. Uh, yeah like, like mandarin flavor right at the beginning and that's that peppercorn saltiness kind of hits it um at, at the end i don't know if i i I get that like i don't know if i get a ton of the peppercorn flavor but again that's mm-hmm. difference in palates yeah so actually, i mean like i think I, this is gonna be it's a maybe good beer sound weird. this actually go really well with chinese food like I feel like, like, mm. like if you I, hate like, Chinese food. This is so true. It'd be no, great like, with Chinese it would food. be like if you were gonna have um, take out like, Chinese, take out Chinese around a campfire, yeah, like, like some noodles, like some, some like mein, a little bit of like lo mein noodles, a little bit of soy sauce. This would be a perfect beer. Something pairing like a, for yeah. that. broccoli beef. Yep, yep. yep. Beef. No, it like somebody's hungry. I mean, I mean, no broccoli <laughs> beef is <just> always good. <laughs> No, I, I, I think it would pair really well with something that's kind of bad good. Asian food in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. No, yeah. I, I, truth, that was really insightful. It so, happens every once so in a while. Would, folks. Okay, so like our analogy of watermelon wheat, would, would this be the better dinner beer and then the vine and table one be a better like campfire because it's so, it's a little too complex and it's a little I, yes, too, Chris, I'm going to give you that. Com, like compared to like food. This would be a great, bu- Food with, or beer with food, sorry. And the la- the other one would be a great beer by itself or a yeah. campfire, just to sit around and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the Imperial really has just, it's just got a lot going on. Um, I don't, I don't know that you'd want to pair that. Like, I feel like it, it either, you'd end up losing, I, I think, some of the flavor if you're going to have it with a meal. I don't think it'd be as interesting, uh, depending upon especially what you're going to have with that meal. I think it'd be harder to pair with something. Um, Whereas whereas I think with this anything that kind of was more of that like on a Chinese saltier, um pasta type type track, I think this would go well it's well like with. it's it's really there's a lot of things going on which are a little bit more subtle, which I think if you were like eating something mm-hmm. th- no matter really what it was, it would kind of like bring out some like different flavors with it mm-hmm. where I think the the books and brews. Because of that hop character, it kinda up. punches you in the face mm-hmm. and like cleanses your palate a little too much. So now you're like, Oh gosh, okay, well now I'm gonna eat something and well, the, the, it, it's so acidic and so bitter compared to something like this. The Books and Brews, I mean, it's you can tell. I mean, it's it's a limited edition beer. It's designed to really kind of it's it's a statement beer. Um, they're gonna they're gonna kind of try to do I think a lot with it. They're gonna kind of I think add some more flavors, kind of you know increase that profile a little bit just because you know it's a limited run beer. it's something that they're doing in a series, so they're they're trying to branch out a little bit more so something like that, I don't think that you'd really be so inclined to do. With just a meal or something. I right. think that's something that you sit down and you're going to have that beer because... To enjoy that beer. You're going right. to enjoy that beer. Yeah. So I, I guess the other thing is, you know, sometimes people mix up like the intent of a beer with um, you know what they think it should be or, or whatever the case may be. I think that's that's something that's always interesting for me is to see you know, what is the brewer really trying to go for and does it really meet what that's what what they're aiming for yeah because that's sometimes interesting because sometimes a brewer will brew a certain type of beer and advertise it as one thing and it's completely different and other times they hit it right on the head um yeah. i think books and brews did a perfect job with that beer of really like it's interesting it's a statement piece you can talk about it um whereas i i feel like this beer is it's just it's it's got it's more subtle than the books and beer books and brews beer was it's a little bit more i mean granted sierra nevada is a, a bigger a brew. much bigger than books and brews a little more mainstream a little more mainstream little bit. and and they had the ability to do something uh, do something at a larger scale um you're definitely going to probably be able to find olivia somewhere with this particular release of olivia um so it has to be a little bit more kind of mellowed and accessible, and a little right, bit more. Right. I mean, it is very interesting. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that away from this particular beer. It is much. It is. It is. There's a lot going on. And another thing is another thing repeatability. If you're yeah. gonna do a single barrel and you're gonna be really kind of interesting with it, sometimes you can take a risk. Sometimes you can kind of put some different things in, and and you end up with something great. Um and that becomes kind of a limited release type deal, but sometimes when you add a lot of complexity in, it makes it hard to get that that replication. Yeah, yeah. So, Grant's final thoughts. Hmm. I did not like the watermelon wheat. Just, you're you're I, just not a fan. Go. Okay. Not a fan. Yep. Okay. Um, the second beer was very interesting. Okay. I drink it again. I really. Would. It was very very interesting, and it was so deep that I would drink it to enjoy the beer. Okay. Right. Yep. This, I've used this term as a negative term in the past, but this time it's positive, as a tasty beer. Yeah. Right? I've said tasty beers but I only have one in the past. Like, this is a tasty beer, I only want a little glass. This beer is tasty. It tastes very good and would be, pair good with food. And I'd have another. It's right. a very, like, good, full-bodied, flavorful beer. So, out of the three, you like this one the best. This is Olivia. Sierra Nevada Olivia the best so far. They're so much seasonal. And then books and brews, yes, and then watermelon. Weed. Did not like the watermelon. Yeah, okay, true, true. Um, I think by far my my favorite was the books and um. Books and brews, yeah. Books and brews. <laughs> Sorry, long day, folks. Um, and then after that, I would say um, this beard would probably be my second favorite, and um, last being the the watermelon. Just just because it didn't quite have the same. Complexities as, it was, as the it, later beers. It, it, just, it, it just flavored was, beer. It's false flavor. Yeah, I mean, it just it's like a regular light beer that somebody added a little bit of flavor to. So um, it's kind of like you went in and ordered a Bud Light and, and then they put squirted it a, jar, a little, little bit of that, uh, you know, that, flavor that stuff, flavor in stuff into it, and yeah. ended up with that flavor. Yeah, so. I mean, I I I think I'm kind of gonna go on the same the same tangent as as Drew went. Vine and Table Volume Three with Books and Brews, my favorite out of all three of these. I would say if you can, if you can get your hands on a bottle, try it. For oh, sure. it, try it! It was absolutely. absolutely good. Yeah, like go and like stop, stop the podcast and then go drive and there, drive There's to Vine and Table legally. and and get it and then come back and then chill it and then drink it. So yeah, it's excellent. It, it is really, really good. The Olivia Sierra Nevada Seasonal I think would come after that and. I wouldn't put down the watermelon wheat, as both of you have kind of done. You I never I, put down beer, Chris. You love beer. No, I mean, it is – I don't think it is bad as, like, a BMC beer with, like, watermelon flavoring with it. I think there is no, still I mean, some I substance little, there. Okay, I, yeah, I, I agree. It's got a little bit to it, but it is very flavored beer. It is. It is. It is. I mean, but it's fun, and I kind of like that. It is a it's – like, it's kind of – there's so many things that are. There's so many brewers who are, like, really serious. Granted, Sierra Nevada with, like, Olivia with this. It's very, like... It does look very stark and very, like, in a monastery and, like... (laughs) Okay. But, I mean, it's there's a lot of brewers that will do something that's, like, I'm going to do, like, a very serious, like, flavor profile or something. And I kind of like the Horny Goat Watermelon Wheat because it was so... It was just kind of, like, a little... Bit different, a little bit more like a fun, yellow. a little like whatever. Now their can art was very good. Yeah, like like literally, I would have bought it for the can. Great artwork, very creative, very summer. And I think it was probably the first like regular six pack in twelve ounce cans that I've ever bought for the show. Literally, like the the uh, yeah, I've never bought. You haven't done a VMC twi- show yet, have no. you? No. If you were to throw the little plastic into the ocean, you'd have killed at least five. I have fish. to cut the, no, the no, circles it would, it would open. Yeah. It'd would, it would have been three dolphins, <laughs> <laughs> three dolphins and two season <laughs> <Right. laughs> I have to cut that open before I throw it in the ocean. Um Yeah, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't throw that particular beer out in in any sense of the word because it is it, it was it was interesting. It was kind of like a fun, interesting beer to have. And I think when you take it with I think it is more interesting when you're going to and, and buying beer. In my experience, and like or like going to a party and like bringing, if you have to like bring beer, like bring like smaller. Here's my here's my weekly top tip from me, Chris Lonskier, the host of I'm No Expert. Get like a four pack or like a couple of like each individual things because it's more interesting, right? If you can if you can come in with like a couple bottles of Olivia, you bring vine and table uh the books and brews and then you bring watermelon wheat those three together make it interesting. So and, and make sure you share it with other people at the party. Cause if you drink all of the beer that you bring to the party It's no fun. It, you just you end up really drunk. So that's, that's just true. uh that's true. That's that's a part two to the top There you tip. go. That's tough yeah, that's a so, top tip right so, there. So so bring good beer and um Share it with people at the party. There you go. I, I, I no Grant's Grant lost. literally can't even talk right now. He's, he's lost it. All right. So what's, yep. let's just wrap it up. Grant and Drew, thanks for coming on the show this week again. Thanks, thanks for having, for having me, Chris. us, Chris. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash noexpertshow. Get updates when the new episodes come out. Get updates from uh, recent indie brewery things that are happening I try to retweet and uh, help out there go to facebook.com slash no expert show if go to, to patreon like. patreon.com go to, go to the patreon I mean um, screw facebook go yeah. to patreon.com slash show if you want, if you want um, behind the scenes content Grant and I making a fool of ourselves insider footage mm-hmm. um, you know support Chris's uh you know, crazy, podcast. crazy beer habit. I mean, yeah. some people call it a podcast. Some people call it a beer habit. You know, some people call it an addiction. Yeah, I, you call, tomato I tomato, call it tomato tomato. I call it research tomato so, tomato. But uh, Patreon is Patreon, so uh, that's that's pretty straightforward. Uh, go check it out. Patreon.com slash No Expert Show. Contribute twenty five cents, dollar, five dollars, whatever you want. Every single week that we put out a show, you get extra content when it comes out on Patreon exclusively, like secrets, like behind-the-scenes I'm pretty stuff, sure like. we get access to stuff slightly before everyone else. Yes. I mean, yep. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be snobby or anything, but... I'm not being uh, bougie. Uh, if but, you want to be bougie yeah. about it, you can go to yeah. Patreon and get that extra, like, a day before it releases to like, the normals. Just exactly. huge, you know, I mean... Getting No Expert Show a day before everyone else just makes you that much more awesome of a person. Yep. And noexpertshow.com. You can find our entire archive there if you want to go back and listen to stuff from, like, the very beginning. I think we're on, like, 45, 46 episodes at this point. You can go all the way back there and listen to all the shows from No Expert. Grant, Drew, thanks again for coming on the show this week. Thanks for the beer, Chris always thanks for having us take care and we will see you next week